You're listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer with Gina Militia, one of Australia's leading portrait celebrity and lifestyle photographers. With over 25 years' experience in the industry, Gina is a pro photographer who regularly travels the world shooting for some of the country's top magazines and advertisers. She is author of four best-selling books on photography, runs workshops and mentors aspiring photographers all around the world. In conversation with journalist, interviewer and budding amateur photographer Valerie Koo, Gina reveals what it takes to build a successful photography business, provides a sneak peek into life behind the lens and talks about her tips and techniques to get the perfect shot. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 32 of So You Want to Be a Photographer. My name's Valerie Koo and I'm here with Gina Militia. How are you, Gina? I'm great, Val. How are you going? Good. What have you been up to this week? Have you been oh, shooting? Have you been writing? Yes. Have you been treadmill desking? <laughs> All of the above. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've got... Uh, I've been on some productivity uh, sort of website to get some hacks on productivity for my writing and uh, I've read it quite a few times that what you need to do Mm. is um, when when you've got writer's block, the best thing to do is like they say clean out a drawer. You reckon? Yeah, because apparently like the decluttering gets energy going or something like that. Right. So for, for listeners who are new to us, Gina's writing her fifth book on photography. So uh, she's beavering away. It's going to be out later this year, but um, she has got head down bum up and huh? is busy writing. So occasionally I procrastinate, Val, and so <laughs> instead of going off on, on Facebook or something like that, I've been trying this, like, productivity hat, and so I started with the bathroom drawers. Yes. Then I did my walk-in robe. Oh, then I God. went to the kitchen, the pantry. Every drawer and cupboard in my room is absolutely spotless now. But do you, it does works. it make you write you, more? You go back and you feel somehow centred and like everything is right with the world. And then when you walk into those rooms that you've decluttered, mm-hmm. like the energy in there is different. It changes. You feel good. Like doing your bed every day, that gives you uh, a sense of I've had my first win of the day. Uh, so oh. that's all very nice, Gina, but does it make you write better or write more? I think like having a, like my desk not cluttered makes me write more and write better. Just just making myself as comfortable as possible, it does help. Okay. <laughs> it, it's working for me. All right. That's good. That's good. And the walking helps as well because that keeps my mind going. Um, what have you been doing, Val? What have I been doing? I've been a bit ill lately. So I have been a bit uh, inactive on social media and the like because I've, you know, just because it's a little cold, nothing serious, don't worry. Um, So I haven't got very many exciting things to report, unfortunately, because I've kind of been holed up taking uh, cold and flu drugs. Well, I hope your voice holds out for this podcast, Val. I'm sure it will. It's, it's, you know, but it's like you can always get a job being on like um, one of those, you know, you've got that sexy voice going on. <laughs> so you can work on one of those sexy voice web- websites. Uh, yeah, that, that'll be my plan B career. I'm starting to sound like you, Gina. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's move on. We have some lovely listener feedback from Steve Ether. So thank you, Steve, for uh, emailing us. And Steve has said, hi, ladies, have recently discovered your podcasts and now listen to them when I'm in the office typing reports. (laughs) I really appreciate your time and generosity combined with some wit and wisdom. It makes for a great listen. Just one tip, though, when you're giving some info out to your audience, remember that you have both genders listening. Mm. I can't see myself approaching a lady with a comment wow that's a nice bag or something similar i think your tip about approaching a guy in a suit starting with hello handsome man 
<laughs> so some bloke tips would also go down, down well for us males. Keep up the good work, blessing Steve. Very good point, Steve, and we yes. absolutely take your point. So we'll certainly make sure we um, think of some appropriate uh, bits of advice for both genders as well. Thank you, Steve. But if you have feedback for us on the podcast, we'd love to hear from you either on social media or you can email news at ginamilitia.com. But uh, and you will also find the show notes, I may add, at ginamilitia.com if you want to um, check out any of the things that we say. We've docu- we document them in the show notes. But we have a photo critique this week, don't we, Gina? Mm-hmm. Who we is do. it? What is it? Well, uh, so this is actually uh, an iPhone image that was uh, sent in by Lalit Mohan. Mm-hmm. And Hello, Lalit. Hello, particularly after uh, last week's uh, episode on sunsets. Mm. Now, it's hard to tell if it's a sunset or a sunrise. Right. So it'll be one or the other, but basically it's – when I saw it, I just went, wow, that's amazing. So it's a beautiful silhouette of uh, the edge of a shack. And we'll put put the image in the show notes as well if you want to have a look. uh, A wire fence and – Two items hanging on the fence, like mm. maybe a shirt or or, or something, but it, it it it's just the most beautiful image, and it goes to show that uh, it's not about the gear yeah. or the lens yeah. or anything else. If you can shoot a shot that um, makes people look and go wow and has some sort of emotion which Mm. is exactly what happened when I saw this shot I Mm. looked and I said that's beautiful Mm. now technically because it's shot on a phone there's going to be some issues I can see grain I can see Mm. banding in the sky and you know what none of it matters to me because I look at this and I see a beautiful photo that that makes me feel something. Yes, and I love how the sun is just out of the frame and yep. there's only just the hint of a starburst which is, you know, creeping into the frame on the left and it's just that kind of anticipation that there's something more to that shot. Exactly. So sometimes it's what's left out of the frame. Yeah, beautiful. Makes it important. And the way he's lined it up and, and everything about it, I urge you all to go and have a look. Yeah. Um, well done. So in terms of taking this to another level, I, uh, like image-wise, I don't think you could add anything to it. But, uh, Lali, if you want um, uh, uh, some advice on some apps that I use, because I love – shooting with my phone because mm. it, it's the, the camera you've got with I, I just love taking photos and there's there's hundreds on my Instagram account my two favorite apps are Snapseed mm. and Pro Camera so um, I would uh, I put links to both of those uh, Android versions and Apple versions of those apps mm. uh, I, I would uh, suggest if you can download those and have a play. Uh, but tell us how you fantastic. use. Tell us how you use Snapseed and Pro Camera with your iPhone. Like in what instances or what effects do you do on them? So the thing I love about Pro Camera is you can open it up, and uh, hopefully, if the one percent on my iPhone holds up for <laughs> while I do this, uh, you can open it up and. What it has is through the viewfinder, you can actually uh, move the area around on the on the frame where, that you want to. Like you can, as you shoot, you can reduce the exposure in the sky, adjust exposure. Right. So if you're doing like a silhouette or a sunset, you can actually just like, which you can do with a phone anyway. You put your finger over the area that you want to be uh, lower the you want to expose for. Mm. And so it'll lower the exposure. But the the pro camera lets you do that in a far more sophisticated um, way. So it gets you, it, it allows you to get like lots of detail in the sky uh, or, or detail in shadows or, or make really cron- contrasty images. It just it just allows you to take better photos using a phone camera. Mm, mm. You know, and the same Snapseed. Have I given that to you yet, Belle? Yes, you will. You've downloaded it onto my phone for me. <laughs> you used it? I have not used it yet. So Snapseed's awesome because uh, I, 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 
I don't use that to take photos, but I do all my post-production in Snapseed. Mm. So you can adjust uh, the contrast. You can adjust uh, sharpness. Uh, you can do things like adjust the details. You can selectively adjust areas mm. in the image. Uh cropping rotate it's like it's really sophisticated and i just love the look of snapseed and a lot of the uh, uh iphone photographers and, and phone photographers that are out there that that's one of their favorite uh, mm. apps to use all right great so snapseed and pro camera yep so you also have a link for us gina about um 17 reasons um creative people are wonderful partners I believe. Yes. This is why we make such great partners. I really, <laughs> lo- I really love this. It's like, do you want to hear a few of the reasons? that? Yeah. Uh, okay, I- tell me. This is from um, Lifehack. Yeah. yeah. We're optimists. Right. But do okay. you, I, I, hang on, I don't, I'm not understanding. Do you mean in a domestic relationship or do you mean in? I think just to have in your life. Okay, so 17 reasons. Person, to be uh, to be a creative person in someone else's life doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. These are the reasons that like that, that we're just awesome. Okay. <laughs> so, so we're optimists because yes. you know, we're always um, solving problems and having to make things better. So that yes. makes us optimistic. We're mm-hmm. flexible because uh, creatives uh, like are often inspired to try new things. So mm-hmm. um, you know they'll, they'll be flexible and able to change their mind. Uh, definitely not clinging. Um, creative <laughs> types are independent yeah. and so they'll never cling to you because they want to be off making their own art. Yeah. Uh, never stagnate. They share their ideas with you. They're sensitive. Mm. Apparently okay. they're humble according to this list. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're not materialistic. Yes. They're All funny. Right. <laughs> yes. Great decorators. Decorators. That's always handy. <laughs> Um, and uh, they'll make you more nurturing. I just thought that was a great list. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we'll put the link in the show notes for those of you who are interested um, in that. But I want to move on to this week's topic for this episode because it's something I'm really interested in, and it's about how to find and develop your own style as a photographer because I know that, you know, as a writer, I'm predominantly a writer, I, we are always teaching our students, our writing students, to find their own voice. And everyone has their own voice. And, you know, it has a unique voice and that needs to come through in their writing. Now, I know that's definitely um, the equivalent of finding your own style as a photographer. Mm-hmm. And it's something that, you know... I think some photographers struggle with because they're always trying to, um, you know, like deliver for a client and deliver the the look that that particular Mm. client wants. And sometimes also when you're starting out in photography, you just don't know. You just don't know how. How do you find your own style? So I'm keen to break this down, you know, and kind of unpack it a bit and see what you think. Um, on, on, on how to develop your own style and obviously how you develop your own style over time because you have a very distinct style. You only need to look at your Instagram or, or your, you know, folio on your website to see that you have an ex- a very distinctive style. So I don't even know where to start. Where do we start? Well, maybe um, let's uh, let's just start by defining like what style is, and then okay. like, it depends on how you look at it. Like I've, I've always got to start with a quote, don't oh, I? Okay, you know? yes, <laughs> okay. So <laughs> style is is a way to say who you are without having to speak. It's from okay. Rachel Zoe. I oh, love yeah. her. Okay. She's a stylist. She's awesome. <laughs> um, we went to see Rachel. Remember, we did. We yes. did. Uh, it's not what we say but how we say it that matters. That's from Fellini. So mm-hmm. um, style is a, is a thing that a lot of uh, especially emerging photographers struggled with and it was certainly something that I struggled with when I started mm. because what happens is you decide that you love photography mm. and then you start uh, finding uh, photographers who inspire you and mm. and then there's all these different styles and you never really know, well, who, who are you in that style mm. and who do you want to be like when there's so many different people? And then, and then you're trying, as you said, if you're shooting for certain clients, 
you're trying there's that line between trying to please them and trying to do the thing that you do as well. So you either go down the road or the, you just are trying to, to please everyone and you end up not pleasing anyone or you just go and like people might say that you just end up being really commercial in your style so that you just end up making money. But I think that, I think you can combine and have a very uh, successful career. And by success, I don't necessarily mean that you go out and sell your work. Mm. I just mean that you're happy with your style and loving what you do sure. and develop that style. Yep. Okay. Yes. okay. So, um, well, when it comes to photographic style, what are some like really strong examples? So I've gone through and I've picked out what I think uh, are some really strong examples, and they're particularly sort strong, of uh, you mean strong of, examples of of photographic styles of different styles of different styles okay. of photography of photographers that have a very strong and distinct style. Right. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so, um, any. Anne Geddes came to fame. Was it the 80s or the 90s? I would say the 80s with all of the babies, sleeping babies in in lettuce and babies with bunnies and babies. She actually developed a style of photographing before that. Did anyone photograph babies like that in no. sort of ridiculous outfits and asleep mm. and all of that? Mm. She she developed a style. It's like she became known for that, and so yes. like her style, really distinctive, the the, the baby style. Yes, um, Ansel Adams. Oh yes, very very distinctive style you, with his landscapes. Gritty, beautiful, sharp, black amazing, and black and white, gorgeous. Like, mm. and he's known for that style. Mm, okay. Uh, Cindy Sherman was another photographer, and her film style is she she did uh, film stills as uh-huh. portraits. Okay. Uh, Jimmy Nelson, who I've mentioned on this podcast before, shot Indigenous people. Mm. Okay. So he's so so that that's. Your style can be defined mm. um, by the subject, mm. okay? It can also be defined by how you use light. Now, one of my all-time favourite photographers, Val, was a photographer by the name of Herb Ritz. Oh, yes. And he is known, um, famous for his lighting style, which was really hard. He worked with hard light and he did it beautifully. Mm. I've put some examples of his work in the show notes. Mm-hmm. There's one in particular, which is the photo that I think I looked at that made me decide I want to be a photographer. Really? I want to shoot like that. Which, yeah, which it's the guy you? holding the two tyres. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so basically it's a really gritty shot of a guy, a very muscly guy, yeah. uh, black and white shot holding a massive tire on both sides of him and he's shirtless <laughs> okay now that's been done to death a mm. billion times mm. but when i first saw that photo i'd never seen anything like it val <laughs> so nothing existed in any of the fashion magazines that i'd been looking at that looked like this with mm. the hard light or that mm. style of the posing so i love that and that inspired me so herb Really distinctive uh, look to his lighting. Uh, Jill Greenberg uh, also uh, has a very distinctive uh, look to her lighting. She uses like, I don't know, five, six, seven, eight, hundreds of lights. So she's got really high, mm. lots of highlights in her mm. photos and uh, really, um, well, you can just tell, you just know it's her work just by mm. looking at it. Annie Leibovitz, have you noticed that um, if you want to be a really famous photographer, Mm. your name has to start with A? (laughs) Okay, Ed Slanham's, Anne Geddes, Annie Leibovitz. Okay. I changed my name to Anig. Anig. Yeah, it's just Gina backwards, but then it starts with A. Oh my God. And then, you know. Yes. yeah, okay. it's worth thinking about. So if you want to have a ch- if you've got a chance to name a child, <laughs> you want them to be a famous photographer, think about the A factor. Okay, yeah. Um, Annie Leibovitz has a really soft style to her mm-hmm. lighting, like lots of um, – so that, that's what makes her stand out. And obviously she's known for subject as well, like iconic photos of um, yes. famous people. And uh, Martin Scholler uh, uses uh, – a really uh, wide-angle lens mm-hmm. in his photos. So you can see um, he's got a very distinct look. Mm-hmm. 
to the faces and his lighting as well. He uses two really large soft boxes close up. Mm-hmm. I actually used it in a in a shot uh, last week. His style of lighting had a go at it. Mm-hmm. Couldn't get it right because I couldn't use the wide angle lens because I don't like it much. <laughs> but in there, in the portraits, in the show notes, Robert De Niro. Mm. <laughs> I love him. And so I've actually put um, a link to him saying the, the classic taxi driver. Yeah. <laughs> Are you talking to me? <laughs> okay, so this is Gina's favourite line of all time. It. Go Sorry. on, go on, do it again. Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? <laughs> when my son was um, young like uh, and like a baby, I would change his nappy and I would be looking down at him and that's what I would say when he'd look up at me. I would just say to him, are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Every time, right? Yes. When he spoke his first words, Val, yes. do you know what his first sentence was? Come on. He said, are you talking to me? Oh, my God. I'm being proud. It was the proudest moment <sighs> of my life as a mother that, that happened. Oh, my God. Okay, there you go. <laughs> so it's in the show. You have to know that that reference to popular culture. Yes, of course. To, to listen to the show. Um, so another factor in the style of a photographer is how you – the post-production that you use. Yeah for your photos. And so I've put in some examples of Joel Grimes's work because he's known for his really gritty, edgy style. And mm. again, Val, I can remember like where I was standing mm. when I first saw this photo. So you'll look at it today and a, a lot of the uh, younger photographers will look at these images and go, there's no big deal to these. But the first time I saw these images, mm. I'd never seen anything like it and it blew me away. Mm. It blew me away. So Joel Grimes uh, has inspired my post-production mm. in her work. Herb Ritz and Annie Leibovitz also had a huge influence in how I shoot and, and, and light my work. So Herb, I couldn't actually copy his style because I couldn't understand how he did it. I didn't, you know, I tried hard light. I just yeah. couldn't get it. So I actually, it was uh, Annie Leibowitz's lighting style that I loved more. Right. So I spent a lot more time sort of copying her style, but it was how her posed his portraits that I really loved. It's and so, how what? Sorry? How her posed all his portraits. So how he, how he works with his models and how he would um, pose everyone. Oh, right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so 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 my style was like a combination of all three. Right. So are you saying that people should look for inspiration at who they admire and draw elements from each of those and try and, you know, emulate elements from each of those to develop their own style? Absolutely. I think this is the way that uh, it, it can be done because you're going to find people that that will be mentoring. And I'll talk about this a little bit more later in the podcast, but, but this, I just wanted to like sort of give a little bit of insight into how I developed my style mm-hmm. over the years and who who the photographers were that, that influenced me um, in, in, in doing that. So, so they're, they're the three that, uh, that, that stood out for me. Okay, cool. All right, so um, what can, what is do you, is your comment um, for people who might be saying, "But you know what? I don't want to copy anyone. I want to develop my own style." Well, I think it's I think it's um, really important that you do develop your own style, um, but it's hard to do it like without sort of unless you can be a hundred percent original. Can you, Val, today? I I don't know. It's it's um I would say that um it's useful to learn from the greats. Yeah. And I think that copying them is merely an exercise because yep. you then work out whether that that look resonates with you or not and yep. then you can turn it into your own. Um, it's not actually oh I want to be her Brit so oh I want to be Annie Leibovitz or whoever yep. it is that that you yep. admire. Yeah. It's it's the the process for me the process of copying it um is is a creative process and makes yep. you explore your own creative process yes. i know that with writing uh you know I, I i purposely will try and emulate a particular kind of style 
purely as an exercise, not because I want to pass off as that person. And then I'll try a completely different style of writing um, to see if I can do it really. Mm. So I think it's just a really good professional exercise more than anything. And the danger of um, just a flat copying, flat out copying another photographer, which is what I think um, a lot of newbies struggle with this idea is they, they'll look at all the great photographers, very successful, like mm. Annie's very successful, mm. Herbert's had a very successful career, mm. and they'll say, okay, what is the formula that they're doing? If I just copy that exactly Mm. then I'm going to be uh, successful in my style. But unfortunately, it's not the case. So mm. you know that I love to binge watch um, talent shows, Val. <laughs> love watching yeah. The Voice, X Factor, from all over the world. Sometimes I go to the hairdresser and they do like uh, X Factor from uh, like all over the world. They're really good. <laughs> So love watching from them. Kazakhstan. Yeah, they're fantastic, but they look exactly the same. Yeah. Like, obviously, it's it's branded, so you're not allowed to change the format. So yes. you could be watching anywhere, but but you, oh my god, people are so talented. Okay, but the thing is, the thing that you notice is like when um, you see like especially in the Voice where they do the blind auditions, you'll see that people will come in and they can do like a pitch perfect rendition. It sounds like Amy Winehouse, yes. or Prince, or Elvis, or Alicia Keys, yes. right? Yes, they never win. Mm. Why? Mm. Because it's like. We've already had an Elvis, an Amy, a Prince. Mm. We don't need another one. So it's the same in photography. It was like I remember there was this uh, this uh, singer in the like the eighties that came out. His name was Shaking Stevens. Oh yes, it was actually the first concert I went to. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I I had Sicilian parents and they didn't let me out much. So yes. it's like the first one I was allowed to. Okay. So it stays in my mind. But he was Elvis. Yes. But doing his own kind of music. So he looked like Elvis. He sang like Elvis. Mm. He shook like Elvis. He had one hit. Mm. Probably for everyone who was a bit nostalgic to Elvis. But then nothing ever became of that because he was just a copy. Mm. You know, people have tried to knock off Apple. They've tried to knock off Harley Davidson. Mm. Pepsi tried to knock off Coke. Didn't work, mm. you know. It's been done. So mm. we need to really – what's important is people are, are not in necessarily investing in, in what that is. It's, it's, it's the person that you're trying to sell and how you try and, and, um, and define yourself. All right. So how you're unique is what makes you attractive as an artist, I yeah. believe. Right? Yeah. So it's finding that unique way of telling your story. All right, so how do you do that? How do you do that? So how do you actually develop a style that's going to make you stand out? Yeah, because it sounds like such an intangible concept. It is, but if you follow these these next uh, – uh, tips, I mm-hmm. think, like you can do it, and and this is what you're doing sort of every day, and and uh, and I think this is what all the most successful artists have done. If you read their bios mm-hmm. and uh, and 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 learn about them, so basically the first one, mm-hmm. study art. I think this is really important. What's your definition of art? What, well, what kind of art? It can be broad. I, I like. I would uh, try and study art history and have an understanding of uh, phot- photography through the ages and how all the different styles evolved. And then you'll you'll generally you'll you'll find that there'll be certain photo- like you know there's certain photographers that I have zero interest in. I have no interest in finding out how Anne Gettys got through life. <laughs> she had a lot of patience and waited for babies to sleep. I know, but I don't. Like, I look at her photos, and they don't do anything for me. But there's mm-hmm. people that look at her work, and they're just inspired by yes, it. So, yes. so just find those artists that inspire you. Michelangelo inspires me, Val. Right. Okay. It's got nothing to do with photography. No. But I look at how he he treats his form, and um, and his male models, and how they stand, and they inspire my photography. Yes. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I've got the whole stance of David in 90% of my male portraits. Yep. 
Yeah. Yep. Um, Renaissance art and, and uh, Rembrandt lighting is something. So you can learn styles of lighting from, from past art styles. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so you just, you just. Um, it just seems really broad though, because art and art history can take up centuries and um you know if it can take up it, it, it's so broad is there a starting point or some advice on if somebody wants to do follow your advice and study art where do they start find the stuff that you love okay that's it's as simple as that so if, if there is a style of art that you just go you know what i really love that style of art i don't know why okay but i trace it back to that okay yeah that's right and so that gets rid of a whole, you know, all all the uh, the boring sections of it. Like, you know, I'm not really into Egyptian art. Okay. I had to study it, but it's like, really, I could leave that. So you could, you know, if you're not going to get anything out of that, mm -hmm. but maybe you are, and then you might find that that, that style is something that you like. Mm. So it's all about finding out who you are really, Val, as mm -hmm. a person. And so if you don't know what you like, mm. how are you going to know? You know, if you don't know who you are, how are you going to know what you like? So it's mm -hmm. kind of like they, they kind of work together. So so just stuff that resonates with you. Okay, stuff you like. Study art that you like. Art styles that, that you like, okay? Okay, what else? Um, okay, try and, and get out and see as much as you can of everything. So like I'm putting travel in here, learn as much. And so by travel, I don't mean you have to physically get on a plane and go to these countries. If you can, then mm. great. Mm. If you can't, then like there's something called Google, the internet, you can mm -hmm. get on and, and like there's so many documentaries, books and everything you can study. And I think in studying other cultures and in that the ones that interest you, again, it's got to be stuff that you love. Well, then even, that sort of thing can be brought into your work as well. Even just getting out of your <clears throat> um, normal places where you hang out, like the idea that my partner and I had of going to a different suburb every weekend and taking photos in a, in a different suburb every weekend so that we could just explore different places and look at different things that we would no not normally see. Exactly. And it's not until you step out of that comfort zone and that you suddenly, you, you might realize that, oh my God, I actually love mountains. I didn't mm. realize, I've lived in the city all my life, but like if I go two hours out of my city, I'm in the mountains and now I actually really want to photograph them. And But before that, you never knew that about myself, about yourself, you know. I didn't know I liked sushi until someone <laughs> me to it. Oh my god! Okay, I had no idea. <laughs> I my whole life not knowing about it, and then someone, and then I, it, it became my favourite food. Okay. Same with Nutella. Okay. I'm still oblivious to that until some. <laughs> it's the same thing. All right. <laughs> what else? So, as well as as that, studying as many different art forms as possible. Again, ones that interest you, and they don't have to be photography related, but they can all um, have an effect on your style. So, literature, uh, fine art, poetry, music, popular culture. Yeah, for sure. I draw so much inspiration from pop popular culture. It's not funny, Val. Yeah, I believe it. So, so you know, it looks like I'm wasting my time watching Taxi Driver on YouTube again, mm -hmm. but it's not because it's like that moment, like that could that suddenly I'll be trying to think of an idea and I'll go, hang on, let's do something like that Taxi Driver. You talking to me? That, And then I, it'll, I'll, I'll use it in a way that I want someone to stand in that pose. And, and like I just did a post on Instagram where I had uh, a guy from Sicily that he's staring me down mm -hmm. and my eternal monologue is Dirty Harry saying, go ahead, make my day. <laughs> Yes. Okay. So, <clears throat> so it, it's uh, drawing on popular culture to 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 develop the way that I pose my males in their photos. So learning from that area. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Uh, it also comes down to Val the people that you hang around with. Okay? Yeah. So. 
th there's a quote, um, I think it's either the, you're the sum of the five people or the six people you hang around with most. I'll have to give or take one. <laughs> right? So, so, so who you're with and who you're spending most of your time with, and that's not necessarily like the direct people that you come into contact with, but it's what you're doing with all your time. So it's going back to immersing yourself in as much art and culture as you can. So if you can, join an art appreciation club or a book club or um, listening to podcasts. And mm -hmm. are you are you in any mastermind groups, Val? Do you do that to inspire you to, like, so, again, you're surrounding yourself with people yes. uh, that raise you up to their level? Yes, I am in uh, masterminds, and I think it's absolutely true. It's a great quote um, that you are the sum of the five people you hang around. Yeah. You're, you're the average of the – I think the correct quote is yeah. you're the average of the five people you hang around most. Jim Rohn. Yeah. I think, yes. And the other one on that is if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. <laughs> okay. All right, so surround yourself with people that will inspire you and lift you to that next level and also introduce you to other things. Like I learned about sushi and Nutella from other people. <laughs> look for people that are going to uh, show you sort of new ways of seeing and different ways of seeing things. Gina, seriously, I can't believe that it took <laughs> – I mean, how old were you when you discovered sushi and Nutella? <laughs> okay, so Nutella, I have to say, was early. But yes. She was late in life, like maybe mid-20s, Val. Oh, okay, that's all right. I thought you were going to say, like, it was like really recently. 40, no. <laughs> yeah. But still, it was like, I'm like, where have you been all my life, Sushi? Like, all right. Been. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so the next one, Val, is talk passionately about your art because if you're not going to be excited about your art, who else will? Yes, okay. So it's often you'll you'll meet someone that the people will say, oh, I like art, but you don't know why and you can't really talk about it. If you're, you, you've got passionate about your art and be, you know, inspired by it. I think I'd need to qualify that because I don't think it's talk passionately about your art, If particularly if you're not passionate about it. It's find what you are passionate about yeah. in your art and don't be afraid to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's just my two cents. <laughs> You for Val. <laughs> talk passionately about Nutella all day long. So I know that it's like I've been doing I've been doing this for a long time. Yep, over twenty five years, and I know for a fact that the day I stop learning about photography and that I think that I know it all yep. and I don't need to do any more is yep. the day my photography career ends, basically. So it's just. I believe that the learning never stops. So continue to learn and develop and evolve your style. I think that's really important. Okay. So Absolutely never be satisfied true. that what you've got is like, okay, I've worked out lighting, I've nailed pose. I know all the great locations. Now I can just, um, you know, keep churning that out. And you, it just like that, that doesn't work. Absolutely true. Particularly any photographers who are listening, who, who are technically brilliant and you know inside out your camera how to um, work it from a technical point of view, ex how to light, how to do this. You just know that because you're, you're just, you know, you're that way minded. Um, but there's so much you can learn about the psychology of photographing people or about, um, you know, just different ways to express um, yourself creatively. Mm -hmm. So I, I often see some people, I, and I've worked with photographers, I have, you know, worked directly with photographers who are technically spot on. Mm -hmm. And I get their shots, you know, because I've commissioned them. And I just go, oh, but where's the, you know, the, it's brilliant lighting. Um, there's nothing wrong with it. It's everything's in focus, but there's just no character and there's just no, you know, life to the shots. So it, there's a danger when you actually know everything, know a lot technically, and you've got that confidence that you rest on your laurels a bit and mm. you don't explore the other areas that are so important. So I couldn't agree mm. with you more. Thanks. Um, <laughs> which brings me to my next point. You're welcome. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, sorry, go on. Um, experiment and take risks. Yeah. 
Absolutely. So step out of your comfort zone, you know. So, again, it's like it's easy. I, I, it's like I've done it before. You get into a safe zone. You know that, like, your clients are loving this particular lighting style and it's easy to just go, I'm just going to stay here. It's safe. Uh, I'll get exactly what I need. Yeah. But, again, it's it becomes boring, repetitive, and I, I, I feel you lose your edge. Yeah. So I like a few suggestions is like try adding a light or removing a light if you're uh, like if you love only shooting uh your portraits with artificial light try working with daylight or try combining Mm -hmm. if you're um a lover of soft light have a go at hard light and see how it works. Try different uh, light modifiers. Mm. Uh, try working. You can see I'm in my backlit phase now, yeah. you know, and just keep pushing it. If your like, work is very girly and soft and pastel, maybe mm. have a go at um, something a bit grit, gritty and edgy. Now, mm. the thing is, Sometimes you do this and the first time you do it, it sucks. It looks Mm. awful. I suggest you push through that. If you can see that there's something like like you don't always get it right the first time, it's okay to suck at first Mm. when you're trying something new. Push through, keep going, and uh, eventually you'll get something that maybe it's like not the whole thing. You're not going to completely change your style, but you're adding another element. Mm. And if anything, what happens is you'll get another lighting style that you can add into your kit of lighting styles. So if someone wants five different looks, you'll have five different looks to give them. Yes. And so I have to ask you, when what was what happened? Was the situation when you last pushed yourself out of your comfort zone? I do it all the time. So as a general rule, if I've got a shoot that I have to do, uh, I know that I uh, will shoot fast enough to make sure I always give the client what they've asked for. Yes. And then the last two, two, three shots, I'll go, okay, let's try something new. So that whole backlit thing okay. that I've been doing was an example of like where I saw saw an opportunity to do that, had never done it before. And, and had a go and did it on a shoot, but knowing that I had the other shots in the bag. Right. All right. And so, like, the walking shot was something that when I started doing that, the first time I did that. So Gina's um, referring to the shot where you, you want to explain it, Gina, the walking shot? So where I've got some, like, a group of people walking towards me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, reservoir dog style, which is yep. like again popular culture reference. I yep. use them a lot in my photography. So I knew that okay, I need to set my focus to continuous. Uh, I need to uh, focus on the eyes and then get them to walk to me. And and like so, the first time I did it, I got the shot, but the angle was wrong. But I still right. got it. And then so I refined from there. I realised that if I if I sit on the ground using a long lens when they're walking towards me, it's going to be a more dynamic shot. So the next time I did it, I refined and tweaked. Mm. Great. Okay. So take risks wherever possible. And like you say, you you can just tack them onto the end of a shoot where you are comfortable and this the last few, you know, bits, the last few minutes of the shoot, try something else. Yeah, or mm. just go out and head out and just do it just because. Yeah, sure. Right? Because you just, well, I've seen this kind of style. So like last week after we were talking about um, sunsets and getting big suns in the yes. shot, yeah. and I was talking about just using a, uh, a converter, a teleconverter, yeah. Uh, and converting a 200 mil to a 400 mil. Mm. I've now ordered one. Oh, wow. Okay. Because looking at those images, I'm like, you know what? I really want to do shots like this. I want to do big sun, big moon shots. Got nothing to do with any of the commercial photography that I do Mm. just because I really like them. I want to do more. So, yeah, that's just an example of that. So where did you order the the converter? I'm going to – I'll actually put the link in the show notes because you're going to want one. So it's a a Yogna, that brand that I can never pronounce. Uh, so it's a Chinese knockoff. All right. Of, uh, right. And uh, But they've got five-star reviews. Right. And it's actually very, very good and uh, like a third of the price. Fantastic. And so, yeah, I'm Love getting it. Love a bargain. Yeah. 
so I'll, I'll put it in the show notes so everyone else can buy one too. <laughs> um, which bring, so my next point, Val, is yes. photograph the things you're passionate about. You mean like my pets? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Photograph yes. the things you love. Yes. That's it. So if you look through my Instagram feed, you can probably see the two or three things that I'm passionate about. So, <laughs> Bikes. Yes. Fiat 500s. Anything yes. to do with Italy. Uh-huh. You know, mm. I love a sunset, love mm. a sunrise, but that these are the things that I love. And and to, to people will say, why are you photographing bikes? Like bikes are like every third shot is a bike yeah. shot. Because I love bikes. They mm-hmm. make me feel like I'm um, a teen at 15 again. For mm-hmm. some reason, they're just, I, they're very romantic to me. I love them. And there's lots of people who share that love of bikes. But do you know, Val, Mm. that because of that, the highest paying gig I got this year that turned out to be the highest paying gig of my career so far, I got it through my Instagram feed. In what sense? In that they saw those shots that led them to my folio, that led them to the website that then they decided to, that like that style of of photography, they wanted me to do their campaign for them. Brilliant. So never underestimate the power of Instagram, everyone. But it's not just Instagram. It's the fact that like you you look at those shots, you know that I love those yes. things because yes. there's love and, and those shots, those bike shots are not photographed with any agenda ever. Yeah. It's just because I love them for no reason, just yeah. because. Shoot just because. I also think that some photographers feel that they need to put examples on their folio of lots of different types of um, you know, genres, so to speak, or lots of different types of looks. But in fact, you know, to show their diversity, to show yeah. that they can do any kind of job, that they can do a wedding, that they can do a portrait, yeah. that they can do landscapes, that can they can do these. And, and if you are passionate about all of those things, then fine, of course. But if secretly you don't like doing weddings, but you feel that you just need to put it out there, you know, mm. or secretly you don't like doing landscapes, but you need to, you feel like you need to show your diversity, it may not be the best approach. But to, yeah. as Gina said, with her Instagram, she's only putting up stuff that she's really into. Mm. Mm. Yeah, there's no shots of champagne or food or coffee. <laughs> They're just like, and, and I, I don't post all the time like there's not a lot of posts but I have to love what I put up there I have to absolutely love it so Mm. yeah good point Val Mm. um all right so that brings me to a few suggestions for maybe uh some passion projects that uh listeners might like to try so um there's been there's some great examples out there on, on on the web like Martin Scholar who I who he's actually um Annie Leibowitz's old assistant, he used to light for her as well. So he is an absolute master of lighting, very, very beautiful lighting style. What he does, two massive soft boxes next to each other, Mm -hmm. okay, and so what stands out in his his photos is you see the beautiful catch light in the eyes. Mm. Um, So I think I did put a link uh, in the show notes to his website, Okay, I think. Um, Check him out. But he did a whole twins project, and it's really spooky if you go see it. So he just did twins next to each other. Right. There's people that do 30-day projects. So it might be, um, you know, that you photograph, value your pet for 30 days. Yes. And shot every day and just share that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a photographer that loved a particular style of redhead, like strawberry red hair, the yes. strawberry blonde, it's strawberry blonde it's called, with blue eyes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And just as an aside, yes, I find redheads, particularly males, very attractive. <laughs> you know this about me. I don't know why, though. I don't understand it. Like, Maybe when, when you were little in the schoolyard, a you know gingerhead boy crush, you know, it was nice to you or something. I just there's something very exotic about red. I think it's because it's something to do with the fact that I'm not. Yes. And have dark hair, dark eyes. That like in my gene somewhere, we know that that's a rare thing. Okay, so who's, who's your celebrity crush who's a redhead? I don't, like um, David Wenham. 
that sort of David, when a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay, for overseas <laughs> listeners, um, Australians will know, will be very familiar with David Wenham, but for overseas listeners, he has been in some Hollywood shows. He was in the recent... He was in the original um, 300, I think, where they CGI'd some, a six-pack on him. Um, he doesn't have a six-pack these days. He's now currently playing um, Captain Arthur Phillip in uh, the BBC series Banished. He's hot, I told. <laughs> okay. Um, there's a tennis player too that was a redhead that, like, I think he won um, Wimbledon. Okay. If he's not Becker, Borg, Becker? Boris Becker. Boris Becker. <laughs> okay. So I should do a male redhead. But <laughs> you should. And I'm... To a project. <laughs> You should. Why don't you? you? You could photograph David Wenham and Boris Becker and Damien Lewis from Homeland. Go oh, on. Yes. Yes. Um, so you could do that. Uh, there's people that do uh, like projects where they'll just pick a lens. So the 50 right. millimeter project, 28 millimeter or 100 millimeter project. So set yourself like a number of days and just shoot on one lens. I think that's a great idea. Like yeah. a day, and then it, it might um, it just might be a, a good way to find out what because you might not you might not like fifty mil and then start using it and go, hang on, I really love this lens. Mm. Yeah, absolutely, it's a great idea. I, I love this. I love these themes. This this is really sparking some ideas for me. So I'm sure it, it oh, is for, for listeners as well. What else? So just using the phone only, I think, I think is a great thing to do. Oh yes, of course. And um, yeah, so that as like, a project, yeah, you mean. and just as a project, just shooting with your phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, looking for like doing a whole series of just reflections, which I think oh. if you had all the rain, up here, Belle. Oh yes, it's been I, terrible. Also, good time to do that. Um, mm. So whenever it rains, get outside and, and look for reflections in the ground. And what shoot a great idea. Puddles. Or it could be that you just photograph reflections in car mirrors or, um, you know, mm. reflected in windows and just do a whole, just look for reflections. And when you start looking for stuff, mm. suddenly there's a word for it that I don't, can't remember that, that when you look for stuff and then suddenly more appears. What's yes. that? What's the word, Val? Oh, I don't know. You know, when you buy, you get a new car and then that car, you start noticing that there's 50 other cars like yours on the road. Yes. I know exactly what you mean. Word for it. (laughs) One Um, of us know for sure. Yes. Well, if you do know the word for it, please do tweet us. I'm glad you can't give it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just shoot black and white as a project. Mm. So just do a black and white project or pick another colour. So you're doing red. Or oh, yes. yellow, or green, or blue. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, there's a whole series of uh, photos that I loved that this uh, person did with just someone in them holding a red balloon, which I okay. just beautiful. So balloon project. Um, there are you can YouTube these. There are people that have done a self portrait every day, for like three years. Yeah, that was that's to, com- that's committed. It is committed, but mm. at exactly the same spot. And I'm too vain it. to do that. I'm too vain too. I've yeah. thought of doing it. I've thought of times. doing it, but I've like yeah. had to put on do hair and makeup every day, and I just couldn't yeah. be bothered. But you know, it's funny if you did like you weren't vain because you know how there's days where you just have good hair days. Yes, great hair days, mm. and the next day that would look hilarious. Mm. Mm. I know. Hair days, bad hair days when you got your hair back, you know, it it'd look really good as a like a, you know, a little time lapse. Mm. Well, the other day, because I've been sick, I, you know, I woke up and my partner said, "Oh, how are you feeling?" and I said, "Oh, I feel like a million dollars." And he said, "Oh, well, you look like seven. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> the next day he said, you look like 20 today. <laughs> oh, up in value. That's good. Today. Oh, today's probably, well, it's not quite a million dollars, but, you know, I, I just, I, I, it's, today's one of those days and, well, this whole week has been one of those weeks that I just could not have done a self-portrait project. You know, <laughs> when you've got the flu, you don't want to do that. There's people who don't care, Val. I know, that's true. That's not me. <laughs> people who don't care and they don't mind what they post. Yes. So if you're one of those people, then go for it. So, you know, same self-portrait. This one I love. This one I actually want to do, mm-hmm. um, 100 Stranger Project. What's that mean? So you just um, go out and photograph 100 strangers. So you could set yourself up in the same location mm. over uh, several days and uh, – approach strangers and get them to pose for you. Oh, and to the point of Steve, who we spoke about, who, you know, at the very top of this episode, um, maybe you, we can talk about some, uh, you know, tips that are appropriate for both genders because we can't go up and say, hello, handsome man, and a guy can't go up and say, oh, I like your bag, <laughs> to a woman. So I think the thing with um, guys uh, approaching women is, for a start, it's like, well, are they going to be put off approaching a beautiful woman because they'll think they'll get rejected? But the, the the thing is that, like, they hardly get approached because they always, you know, guys always think that women are going to reject them, especially if they're more beautiful or they're asked a lot. But it's all in the asking. Mm. And it's, like, for a guy... They've got to sort of, I think, come down, soften the voice. Yes. It's got to be not in a threatening way and it's got to be authentic and then maybe just showing themselves to be a bit vulnerable. Hi, um, you know, and just a bit soft. So maybe not commenting on, hey, like, God, you're hot. (laughs) Take your photo, which might be a bit threatening, but it's like just being uh, really open about, look, hi, um, I'm doing this project. I'm photographing a hundred strangers. It might be a help to have them actually on your phone. Yeah, absolutely. These are all the people I've done. Yes. And um, I, I would really love to photograph you. And I, and I, of course, will give you these shots. You can use them if you like. You can have them to use and uh, just do it in that way. And but I think never... also having a card or something with your contact details shows that you're a real person and they can actually contact you. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. And, and, and just being really professional about it. Yeah. Like, you know, because there are some guys that, that – that's that might be a bit leery in the way that they ask, you know, mm. it's kind of like, Hey baby, no one wants to be approached in that way. So it's just that, that being respectful and being professional and then, and, and in the asking, and then I sent a newsletter out um, last week about this mm. in, in how you approach strangers and some um, great uh, the tr- tricks in, 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 in the approach. And it's, it's all in, in how you ask. It was actually a great um, newsletter. And one of the things that I got out of it, um, which would be certainly relevant for any guys approaching women, you know, strangers who are women, is, is saying, um, you know, I, I was just wondering if I could take your picture because, and always yep. have a because, not just, be, but don't say because you're beautiful, say because I'm doing a hundred stranger project and, yes. you know, here are some of the examples, you know, and you'd be great at addition to the mix, whatever. So I yep. think being honest and giving the reason why, especially if yep. it's part of a valid thing, like, like a project would be great. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Awesome. Um, so when I was in um, New Delhi, I had this idea and I actually started it, but I ran out of time. You know how there's jo- dogs, humans of New York? Yeah. I was going to do dogs of New Delhi. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because they're beautiful over there. They love their dogs there okay. and love them and they're so beautifully looked after and they've got <laughs> little coats on because it was a bit cold when I was there and they were so beautiful. So I, I photographed about five, but it wasn't enough for a, a, a complete sort of to set up a new Instagram page. Okay. <laughs> but if you live in New Delhi, mm-hmm. there you go. You can have that. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> they're beautiful, the dogs there, Val. They're yes. so beautiful. So, yeah, Humans of New York has been done. What a great idea. And Fantastic. the guy that set up that account said at first he just started posting photos, right? Mm. It was not until he started writing about mm. the people that mm. it all, like, went off for him. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone so, loves the story. 
it's the story as well. So, and, and that's just being honest and, and sharing a, a little bit more about you with mm. the people who are looking at your photos. And then there's another great site, Hot Men with Books. <laughs> I love that site. Isn't that great? <laughs> yes. It's awesome. So, again, someone's just decided that they like photographing hot guys with books and there's a whole, you know, a theme to do. So, that might be something that you'd like to do. So, there you go, Val. There's a whole... um, I love it. If you've, I think that if anyone listening has started a theme, you know, like that, um, or a Tumblr blog, or you know, have a theme in Instagram or whatever, a project, let us know on social media. We would love to hear about it. Yeah. Which brings us to what should hashtag Gina challenge be this week? Style. Style. So you can interpret that however you like. Or um, you can actually point us to whatever your project is because obviously you're doing your project to develop your own style. We'd really love to know. So you can um, hashtag Gina Challenge with the theme of style. Just put it up on Instagram or on the Google Plus page, which may only be in existence for a little while longer because looks like we're going to be migrating to Facebook. But at the moment, have a look at So You Want to Be a Photographer on Google Plus. We'll let you know when the Facebook uh, group is open. And um, as I mentioned earlier, Gina's newsletter is awesome. If you want to sign up to it, go to ginamilitia.com. But um, until we speak again, Gina, because we've come to the end of this week's episode, what will you be up to? Uh, so I've got a, uh, a couple of big shoots to do uh, and I've got some comedians to photograph as well. And then awesome. um, just uh, more writing, Val. What about yes. you? I'm going to be recovering to attempt not to look like $7 or $20. <laughs> get yourself up to 100 Val. Yeah, at least get myself to <laughs> one or 200 <laughs> so that I can get back into life. And I want to do one of those projects. I haven't decided which one yet, but I think when my head is a bit clearer, I'll... Um, I'll, with I'll, yeah, yeah, with the with the new lens, um, awesome. unless I do iPhone only. But uh, I definitely okay. want to do a project. Uh, but where do we find you on social media, Gina? So I'm at at Gina Militia on uh, on pretty much everything. So Twitter and Instagram, and uh, you can find me at the Google Plus page for a little bit longer. And uh, GinaMilitia.com is the website. Wonderful, and you'll find me at Valerie Koo on everywhere on social media and um but uh this brings us to the end of our episode what a smooth uh, segue into the wrap-up hey gina (laughs) (laughs) i'm blaming the flu anyway thanks for listening everyone and we will talk to you next week thanks guys thanks for listening to so you want to be a photographer for more information free resources and Gina's regular newsletter on everything you need to know to become a successful photographer, visit ginamilitia.com.